that was the first video on all platforms. My very, very first video going viral was in my city. And that's when I first decided to do my classes. And I had four other girls with me because I wanted to do like the like the like the fly girls type of thing. Mm-hmm. I never wanted to be the face of my brand. I always wanted to be in the background just teaching and they be the face of it. But you know, it's a little different. And of course, when you have the I heard the the it factor thing, when you have that type of personality yeah. um, or charisma, you draw everything to you. What's up everybody and welcome to the Queerly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley, and I'm so happy you came by. The Queerly Black Show aims to normalize the everyday existence of black LGBTQIA individuals through an interview-style series with regular folks like you and me. So every week, a new guest shares their story and unique perspective on their existence as an LGBTQIA individual. Thank you for tuning in, and make sure you subscribe, download, set your reminders to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Queerly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley. I'm joined today by somebody who for sure doesn't need an introduction in this space. We got CJ, the trainer today, y'all. CJ, we go behind the scenes with CJ, the trainer, y'all. Celebrity twerk coach, man. CJ, tell the people about yourself. <laughs> What's going on, y'all? You know, I, I don't think it was a good introduction, but my name is CJ, the trainer, celebrity twerk and balance fitness coach. Um, I am from Jacksonville, Florida, and I cannot tell where I resided because some of y'all are trying to come find me. So we're gonna leave and get stuff. <laughs> not hit us. Not got to hit us. You know, you know what it's giving? It's giving all the good vibes over yes, here. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, man. So look, let's go back to the beginning, right? So we obviously know you are, you know, you're you're the celebrity twerk coach. People know what to come to you for in terms of that. But like, let's go back to before today, right? right. When you were growing up, what was your first encounter with your sexuality? Um, so for many, they have like this period of like coming out and stuff like that. Um, I never had that. I never had a, a moment where I had to come my parents like, oh, I'm I'm gay. I never had that type of stuff. Um, I guess it was more so. I would say my very first encounter was when I probably maybe like 10. And my best friend was the very first person I may have had an experiment with. If I really want to, you know, get dive into that part. But I don't really know like what my very, very like intense encounter was with my sexuality. I do know I've always been this way as far as like, you know, the outgoing bubbly personality, the outspoken. I, I was always the dancer. So at any party, baby, I was in the middle of the, I was in the, middle of the circle bopping and everything right. <laughs> That was my that was my hey. thing. Like I didn't care. I never cared about what somebody had to say about me. You know, of course, you know, we grow up kids always, you know, they say what they want to say, but bitch, I'm mm-hmm. I'm grown, grown now. And they yeah. and now they won't be my team. So it's it's yeah. a little different. You know what I'm saying? Cause they see what I'm doing and who I'm interacting with, stuff like that. Um, but I've never had like a uh a, a coming out moment. Like I never had that. Yeah. Yeah. I know you, me, me and my mom. Yeah, I like I, I mean I guess like I guess. When you when you're seven eight years old and someone calls you gay, you don't really know what gay is yeah. until you until you until you experience what gay is and then you understand what it means to be homosexual and stuff like that. Um, I grew up in a very uh, I won't say a very Christian household, but my grandmama was like my 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 matriarch that kind of got me to God. You know what I'm saying? So she was the person that took me to church. Of course, church is church, but mm-hmm. you know she never she never condemned me like that. She was never she was never like that. Um, I think I think the first time I ever had a conversation about my sexuality 
I was like 17 in like the 12th grade. And I told my mom, I was like, and it wasn't like a coming out. I was like, mom, I'm like, when did you know I was gay? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when did you mm-hmm. know? Cause I'm like, I'm like, bitch, tell me. Cause mm-hmm. I ain't never know. <laughs> Cause mm-hmm. as, as, far as, I, as far as I remember, I was, I was at the big screen TV bopping as a Barty. So mm-hmm. I don't know what, you know what I'm saying? What, mm-hmm. what, what it was, but. She was like, you know, I knew when you was like back in like ninth grade. I'm like, girl, you need to phone in. Like, you yeah, know, right. you know this already. <laughs> right. Like, girl, so you my mama, exactly. You my mama. Because, girl, she do that. <laughs> That's hilarious. So your conversation with your mom was really just like, okay, so tell me like when you knew. Like when you knew. Yeah, like when, when did you identify that I was a gay, a gay male? Like when did you know? Because, bitch, I ain't never know. I was always this way, but as you get older, you start saying, okay, this is what gay is, I guess, mm-hmm. what the fuck it means, but... Yeah, we had that conversation. That was really, I guess, my my affirming conversation with her. Mm-hmm. How was your interactions with, like, uh, like in school and stuff? Like, being that you were dancing and, and doing different things that, you know, some people, like you say, like, they might consider gay, even though it's just, you're just dancing. <laughs> but, like, how was your interactions with your peers growing up? Did you always, were you, were you a person who was just like, this is who I am? And um, did you ever have that period of, like, trying to reconcile, like, how you were authentically showing up as yourself and people's responses to you? Um, so, um, I guess growing up, like I said, I've always kind of been the boisterous, the boisterous person with the big personality. Cause I was, I started out in music before I got to dance. Mm-hmm. So people knew me for like singing and being like, you know, theatrical shit. And, and I was always, I would never say I was in the in crowd because I've always been a person to create my own lane and I would draw whoever wants to come in that lane with me. But I was a very, I guess you could say very known person in school because people knew of me and knew what the hell I did. And you know what I'm saying? Like they they mm-hmm. can they can say, Oh, that's Chris. This is what Chris does, or Chris did this, or you know what I'm saying? They knew it already. So mm-hmm. I never had like a problem. I mean with the boys, you know, of course, high school teenage boys is different than the adult boys, or mm-hmm. adult men, should I say. Oh hell boys, because some of these motherfuckers are boys. Mm-hmm. But uh it, the interaction with them was, I mean, for those who grew up with me, they knew me, so they didn't treat me no differently. For those who like, truly embraced me, we were, we were still friends to this day, and they didn't judge me. But of course, you have those that judge me, like, oh, you're gay, and da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't give a fuck. I still didn't give a fuck then. I don't really care, even worse now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I didn't, care then. I didn't really care then. Like, okay, whatever, shit. Mm-hmm. All the new was all the girls want to be around me, and all the niggas want the girls. And all the girls was around was around me. So, and I was, I mean, I was a little, I was, a little, I was a little messy in high school. I don't like to, I was messy, you know. I, I knew all the gossip, bitch. I, I you know, mm-hmm. I, I had my share of drama. Um, I had my share of plenty of fights, mm-hmm. but you know, it was nothing like where it was like a bad, like a bad experience, like people who get picked on. And I really feel like that comes from a lot of different things. Like my mama always told me, bitch, you're gonna be something to be. She, this is what she said. I don't know if it's in the podcast, but if you got to edit it out, edit it out. She says, somebody call you a bitch. Say, I be your bitch, but call me Mr. Bitch. Ain't mama a bitch, bitch. Like, that's how my mama always taught me to be. Mm-hmm. So she always said, hold your head up high, baby, whatever the hell you yeah. is. And I guess I was. So I didn't stray from that at all. And I really just took that into today's life. Yeah, no, that's dope. I mean, having, having supportive parents, like, makes all the difference. Because, you you know, come. I won't say It supportive. starts at home. So, mean it, mean it. You, you didn't have that, uh, you know stereotypical kind of bible beating but i did no no no, but i did okay i i i I have parts of that but um my mama like i've had my share of shit with my parents but my mama was never like the person to intentionally down me like she i'm sorry that 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 mix up i got you okay she never like intentionally down me and like that she didn't do all that 
I mean, she had may have her own personal things that she did with that with her own in her own space, but she never came out like, oh son, you're this, that, and that. like she never did all that. Um, she always been like, hey, you know what I'm saying? Whatever the hell you're gonna be, be that. Yeah. But over time she had to grow into into her words. That makes sense. Yeah, okay, yeah. So she said it, but she didn't the, the way she was acting wasn't necessarily lining all the right. way up with it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, right. that makes sense. So when did you become um when did you know or or kind of have that first moment of like, I wanna dance for a living? Like I wanna do this as like well. That wasn't really, and that's a good question. That wasn't really like my first thought. I got into dance because my dad ended up passing away when I was 19 at the age of 38. And um, <clears throat> he died from a brain aneurysm due to his high blood pressure. So it, I went through depression. And so I started going to the gym and not eating, um, which was not a healthy weight loss, but I lost a lot of weight because I was just not eating. And I was just like, or I would eat bare minimum and just go to the gym because that's what, that was my outlet. And so I end up uh, going to these Zumba classes at first. And uh, the Zumba classes, because again, I always dance coming up, was something I, I, I was just accustomed to. And I just became very in, in, uh, in tune with the, that type of lifestyle dance. And I realized that I became more happier with just expressing myself in dance because music, everything I heard musical-wise would make me feel like I was sad again because of the passing. So no matter no matter what type of music it was, I'll just get sad. So music just kind of like doled me out for a second. Um, that's when I kind of started the whole the, the whole dance fitness like uh, walk, I guess you could say, or uh, path. You know, going down dance fitness was just do, do Zumba. Mm -hmm. So you started posting just like videos on online, and then kind of went from there. Or did you start teaching classes, and then just started sharing it publicly? Well, I was a student first, and, I, and I, I'm a big believer of always being a student first. So I was a student first, and um, no, I didn't post I, back in the back in that time. I mean, I say like I'm old as hell, but like <laughs> so, <laughs> ten years ago, Instagram uh -huh. wasn't the, Instagram wasn't the thing. Yeah, it was Facebook, mm -hmm. and it was uh, and it was a uh, tag. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't Instagram. It was and so Facebook was my thing. And I really didn't post too much on Facebook because I wasn't too into the social media lifestyle like that. I was still very much in person. So through skating, like people see my skate videos. I've been skating since I was seven. So skating was something I, I did. I never really thought about recording stuff. Um, and I just started like learning under, under people. It wasn't until I went, moved to Orlando with my job and ran into uh, my old uh, dance teacher, uh, dance fitness teacher that inspired me to start my own shit. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's dope. And then you blew up. Do you remember the first video that like of yours that like went Girl, viral? <laughs> that yeah. first moment? But that but that wasn't the first video. That was not the first. That was the first video on all platforms. My very, very first video going viral was in my city. And that's when I first decided to do my classes. And I had four other girls with me because I wanted to do like the like the like the fly girls type of thing. Mm -hmm. I never wanted to be the face of my brand. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to be in the background just teaching and they be the face of it. But you know, it's a little different. And of course, when you have the I heard the the it factor thing, when you have that type of personality yeah. um, or charisma, you draw everything to you. You know what I'm saying? People love good vibes and good yeah. times. So, you know, the girls was great. We, we went viral in my city. And um that was my very, very first viral video that I did in the city. And then the next viral video was of me in New Orleans. 
um a, a year later while I was at work, I went viral in New Orleans. It goes down in and I, it goes down, boy. I was I was in Burb I was on Burb Street for the first time. I was rocking and shaking, baby. And that video hit a million views. I think it just it just hit a million views this year. It's still circulating. It's mm -hmm. still circulating. That's funny as shit. Mm -hmm. Um, and then my class video went viral on uh Labootsy reposted my video back in 2018 of my class. And that class video went viral. He called me the finesse of the year. <laughs> and that was in the, that was that was in the blogs. He was like, this nigga is like 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 a he's like he said he said I'm a um what is Neff say he said I'm a genius uh, to to have a job where I can watch ass shake all day. That's what he said. That's the most crazy shit. And I remember, I remember that day my best friend called me. She was like, "Little Boosie, we posted you." I said, "Where?" Like at this time I was just getting to Instagram and stuff like that. I'm like, "Where did he post me at?" Like, what you mean? Mm -hmm. uh, he, and she told me her baby daddy was upset because the Boosie posted me. I'm like, "Okay, well fuck him anyway." But whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but that was my that was my second viral. The video that everybody saw with me on the couch was like my third viral video, but that was like the game changer video because that was like, what the fuck? Like this nigga really like that. That's really what it was. Mm -hmm. Like that was that. That's the one that everyone saw. That touched all platforms. Like that was the. That was the. Okay, bitch, take got, it and run. Got, yeah, you got some. You got some real. Yeah, it's this. It's, it's going down. <laughs> that's it. who, who? What was your first? Um, your first celebrity call. Lizzo. Mm. Lizzo was my, was my very first. Now, in, now in in the midst of going viral, um, of course I've had encounters with like Jessica Mez. Uh, uh, Jocelyn says she wanted to battle me. She'll sit me down, girl. I see her. Um, my uh, who was it? Big Frida. Uh, who else was it that reached out to? I can't remember. It was, it was a couple like of big celebrities that I was admiring at the time that reached out to me and went viral. My very first like call call was with Lizzo. Mm -hmm. And she hit me up. So after that video went viral, I went on my second tour. It was my second tour. My first tour I broke even after going viral in New Orleans. But it was my second tour. And um I was moving, uh moving out to Te I moved to Texas. Uh I was moving to Texas and um I was uh come I came here for my first class and the second class when I started the weeklies, her best friend, which I didn't know not know her best friend, came to one of my sessions. And then Lizzo ended up writing me in on, on Instagram was like, hey, I'm coming to Texas uh, for rodeo because, uh, you know, she's from A-Leaf. I was in Houston at the time. And she was like, hey, I'm coming to Houston for rodeo. Um, I want to do a session with you. I'm like, first and foremost, bitch, I scream. Yes. I'm like, bitch, this isn't a motherfucking Lizzo, Lizzo bitch. Girl, yeah. I scream so bad. I'm like, this isn't a motherfucking Lizzo. But it really was Lizzo. And that was right before COVID hit. Yeah, nah, Lizzo's lit. We saw her for New Year's this this uh 2021 or 20 coming into 2022. We saw her in uh, Vegas, crazy lit show, lit show, crazy. Show. I want, I want to, I think I want to go to one of her shows and do like a like a VIP package, whatever, because mm -hmm. I haven't seen her since 2020. That was the year. Yeah, I ended up going back on tour, and it was like you know after I had tested negative for COVID, because COVID I had got COVID for the first time, mm. and uh. Went back on tour, was going out to L.A. for the first time. Again, my very first time in L.A. It was a lit class, but, you know, I was I always wanted to get established. So I drove across country, went to Vegas, to see my homeboy, first time in Vegas. It was my first time on the West Coast at all. I never went past Texas. So I was so excited, but I was nervous because I had never driven across country before. Mm -hmm. But I'm so adventurous. I didn't give a damn. So I was driving, you know what I'm saying, hanging out, going out there, whatever, da, da, da. And then I did a class in, in L.A. Again, her best friend was following me, so she was like, 
see this coming out here. And I, she had, so Lizzo called me again. She's like, my best friend wanted to come to your class, but um, she's going back to Houston. And she told me to make sure I did a session with you when you come out to LA. So she, that's what she was So I said, okay. So I was, I was leaving, but I, and I remember this phone call. I called my mama and I said, mom, I said, I just need one celebrity client that's going to change the direction of what, of who I am. Not that it solidifies because I was already doing big shit, mm -hmm. but it was going to change the direction of who I was as a person and what I, what I could really do. So when I got Lizzo, um, her, she reached out to me again for the second time that year. So that was, that was like, okay, bitch, she hit you up. Like she really wanted mm -hmm. like she really wanted yeah. to do it. And uh, I told her, yeah, I'll do it. I'll, I'll stay the extra day or two in, in, in LA. And um, her assistant ended up calling me while I was coming out to LA and we set up the session. That's dope. That's fire. And that yeah, was, was that was that was a door opener. She didn't open the door, but that experience opened plenty of doors after that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That nod is good, you know. Um, so let's switch gears a little bit and talk about CJ behind the uh, behind the gram. <laughs> CJ <laughs> off camera. So who is <laughs> CJ when you're not on when you're not twerking, right? Because I imagine like you could be eating, you know, out out eating dinner with your homie or your friend or you know somebody and somebody sees you out and they think like you about to just stand up and start twerking in the middle of the restaurant and you like. Baby, no. you know what I'm saying? I, 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 I shake one time for me, like, girl, I'm not no motherfucking court jester, no clown bitch. I don't do yeah. dance on. Nope. So talk about life <laughs> outside no, of your business. So outside of social media, I'm thinking I, I probably think I'm ten times worse. Hell, truth be told, <laughs> I'm very sensitive on social media because you know social media is, is real finicky and touchy. Mm -hmm. But in real in real life. I guess now I'm a little more chill because I've been doing this now for five years, so it's not too crazy. But I mean, you get me in a, in a restaurant, some spot with the music on, I'm gonna be the first one dancing and sweating. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Baby, I'm gonna I'm give a little nasty something, but outside of the camera, I'm very much like, um, I'm very chilled. I've always been personable and approachable. So anybody that walks to me, they'll get a friendly, like a friendly greeting or welcome. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's more, it's more of a, you see me in a more relaxed state now than anything. Um, I'm still very crazy and goofy, but I guess now because like I said, I travel so much and my life is a little on the road. I really prefer nowadays just to be in my house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just so I can enjoy, just so I can enjoy, enjoy my bed for a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, like, and being recognized more is like you gotta be a little bit more cautious of like, you know, people and, and, and different things like that. One of the things that <clears throat> celebrities talk about all the time is like, you want to still be yourself, but you still gotta be conscious of like people because everybody that everybody don't mean you well most people do well, but well you well mm -hmm. i'm gonna no matter what on or off in any aspect i'm still cj the trainer to many because that's the brand that they know mm -hmm. you know so I'm, I'm chris but i'm i'm always CJ the trainer in, in every aspect that's just what i am you know what i'm saying yeah like that doesn't go nowhere so i realized that you know when i'm walking around people see me i'm gonna always be who they see on social media because if they don't know chris for chris you know, Chris, but he's the trainer. Yeah, yeah. It's just how it is. Yeah. Like Lizzo is Lizzo is is Lizzo often on the camera. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just what it is. Yeah, same person. Yeah. How's dating as CJ the trainer? Trash. <laughs> <laughs> Trash. Is it uh do you think people um what what's been why has it been trash? Well, like I, many people know and see 
me. So you know how it is in this community. I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna mm-hmm. keep it G how it yeah, is. 100%. It's it's over sexualized. So mm-hmm. people see me and um sorry my damn nose ring is aggravating. People see me and um at first if they don't remember me, they're like, I know you from somewhere. Like, okay, shit, here we go, bitch. God damn. Ain't you that guy to be? Yeah, that's me. Oh my God. And I'm like, oh my God. Like it's either I get a fan or I get someone who's been trying to like get with me just to get with me. Like, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. like I don't let everybody in my space. So it's like I'm very like picky of who's around me. And then I gotta also, it's like it's it's extremes because I gotta weed out who's there to get to know me versus who's there to just sex me. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's the most that's mm-hmm. the most, you know, yeah, nice way to say it. Or more, yeah, or fetishize or, or some like, you know, something that, you know, something that's not appearance right. thing. Yeah. Right, right, right. Of course. Yeah. That's yeah. that's why I look at. Yeah. So how do you do that? I think um, because one of the things I, I think I love about you is that you're very much a man, right? And um, but you twerk. And that's <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so I think oh, that oh, people shit. can get confused about. You know yeah, what, what's they, up, but they, I love the that you maintain your masculinity even in twerking. I think it's a, I think it's a I think I have a very good balance of feminine and masculine energy, and I think what most men forget is that we all derive from a woman, regardless mm-hmm. of wherever the hell we come from. So there is a natural sense of femininity to a certain point in them, or even sensitivity. But a lot, a lot of men, especially gay men, um ostracize someone that's that's really tapped into their feminine side and they become like oh where well, you're just you're just too gay but i've had people like come to me and they're like i didn't think that you were like this type of person i'm like well you just know me from social media just shaking my ass but in reality bitch i've been on fault your ass real quick like you don't right, realize right, that. Like, right. i'm not i'm not one of them i'm not really, like, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm a grown ass i mean one day i was went to my home my homeboy house and of course everybody knew me for dancing at the club just like that so they, they didn't know how it really was so I come in the house, you know what I'm saying, shaking and da 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 da. They turn the motor combat with my favorite games. I'm like, bro, give that motherfucking uh, six. I beat all your ass in here real quick. That's like, nigga. I'm like, what? He was like, you scared the fuck up, man. I said, what you mean? He's like, you a whole man. I said, yes, yes. nigga, I'm a grown ass <laughs> man. Don't don't let the ass shake and fool you, bitch. I'm a grown old right. old man. Like I'm a grown ass man. Yeah. But sure. yeah, people people can easily misconstrue social media for reality. I'm like, social media is my job. You know what I'm saying? That's a job. Like when you go to your job and clock in every day, that's your job. And we all have a demeanor, even though that part of me is me on a regular day basis, it's a little more um, amplified on social media because that's just, that's just me. It ain't fake. Like I'm not going to change. I'm, yeah. I'm, if you talk me offline, it may get an even more aggressive side. Cause like, bitch, I may cut shit ass out. Just cause right. you're my friend. You're right. <laughs> like my, my, yeah, like that's how I am. Like my friend, my best friend, my close friends, they all get cussed out on a daily. Best, that, that's my, that's my love language. Like, bitch, you're going to call me. You know what I'm saying? Like we talk, yeah. but people don't realize that. like they, they really misconstrue social media and they think that that's your, your overall personality. And I'm like, no, nah, nigga, these these short shorts and crop tops and tight ass shirts and and and, and thongs, bitch. Just cause I keep myself together, is is just the aesthetic of CJ. Mm-hmm. But in reality, bitch, I'm gonna say it like this: my my nuts ain't low, nigga. I'm barely wearing drawers. I'm barely wearing drawers, bitch. So it ain't. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Sweatpants, t-shirts, and slides every day. Just if, if any, anything. Or yeah. my brand. Oh, my shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Always rocking the brand. Always rocking the brand. Yeah. Um, oh, talk about having friends in this in this business. I love you and Big Sexy. That is like, I love what y'all do together. Just supporting each other. You know, being in partnership. Both 
you know, showing that you can do the same things, but y'all do it your own way. And you can still, y'all, y'all rock together so hard, you know? And so talk about partnership and working together with people in this business. Yeah, it's very hard. And having, you know, a brand, a personal brand, you know, is very much a business. And I think that's something that I think people could benefit from understanding is that like, it is, you know, a a brand and it is a business, you know? It, It is a business if you make it a business. Um, Working or making friends in this industry, in any industry, especially entertainment, is hard. Uh, because we live in we live in an era where clout is everything. People want clout more than they want more than they want longevity or relationship. Mm-hmm. And I've always been a relationship, uh, you know, type of person. So I don't really collab with everybody. I don't work with everybody on purpose. Um, if I don't feel like you can bring to the table what I bring to the table, then it's never gonna work because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna always pull the pull the the the, the Lego shit. But um, big sexy um. Father Flex, Flex has been my friend since I was uh, 20, 21, 21, 20, 21, yeah, yeah, 20, 21. Um, I lied, 24. Um, I met Big Sexy like maybe like four years ago at a Pride event when I was first going viral. Someone booked us, they booked me, Big Sexy, and Sauce Santana before he blew up too. And uh, we were all there on the stage together and I met him there and we just had, we just kicked it off. Like we, we saw you on social media when I went viral and at this time, he was still like blowing up too. But we had like a little, con- like a little competition, and it was like this one of those things we just kept in contact. Um, but we didn't really get too like too too close back then. It's been just been over the past two years that we got really close, and he's a really good friend. He's very a good uh, encouraging individual. Um, I love how he supports everybody, but I think the 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 solidified part of our relationship came when his page went down, and I'm like, bitch, we're gonna get this shit back the fuck up. And I was like, just throwing him out, like, y'all make sure I find my friend, get back up. Like, is I sometimes you gotta show people that you're not like everyone else because they can miss easily think that you're like everyone else. Yeah. Who just wants to be around them because of who they are? And I and I've been around some big names, big pockets, and rubbed elbows with a lot of big people. And my my thing has all been the same. I don't want nothing that y'all got. I'm not here for what you got. I don't uh, I don't I don't crave or desire to have anything that you have because what you have is what you're supposed to have. Yeah. And if I don't have it, I'm not meant to have it in this moment in my life. Um, I'm very big on relationship. So I don't have many friends in the industry. I made some, you know what I'm saying? That and I, they've grown, they've grown on me. But my circle of friends are people that I've been around with the, the, the full 10 that I've been around, the perfect 10 is what I call them. The perfect 10 of people that I've been around since since before I get this big. I treat them the same way. We talk, we talk almost every like I'm not one of those that get big and, and forget their friends. I will call them motherfuckers like why your hoes ain't call me yet. Their thing is the same thing. You're always so busy. I don't give a fuck if I'm if I'm busy. If I would be honest, say call me ho. Hell, call me then. Shit, that's what you yeah. want to call me. Because that's your that's your squad. That's your people, and you want to rock with them regardless of who you at, what you doing, where you at. They, you ain't gonna never change. They, they they can get anything. I, I I I from money down to time and affection as as a friend. Like I never changed, and I've never changed on them. I'm never going to change with them. A lot of people get get the big head when they get like some publicity or or uh, popularity, and they begin to change themselves because of the environment. And that's that's to me is kind of a given, especially when you get big. But you never forget who was there with you when you was nobody, because like anything else can come and go. This chicken right here can come and go. Yeah, 100%. it comes yeah. and goes. For those people that was always with you are going to be with you whether you got it or you don't. Yeah, for sure. That's real talk. Well, one more question for you. Okay. Um, for somebody who is on their own journey, what advice would you give them to gain confidence in themselves? It's okay to fail. <laughs> That's it. People are going to give you, it is okay to fail. 
And failure does not mean the end of all or the end all be all. Failure should be embraced because I didn't get to this place in my life by just quitting. I've never been a quitter. But people are gonna, always going to sell you dreams and, 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 oh, yeah, you could be great. They never tell you that you're going to fail. And you're going to fail a lot. Like, you're going to fail a lot. But it is completely okay for you to fail. It does not mean that you are a failure. A failure is only someone who quits and never goes back to it. That's a failure to me. Because like any big business, McDonald's didn't start overnight. McDonald's started and they had to work themselves up to now they're now they're an international multi-chain fucking business. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Amazon didn't start overnight. Amazon started with one warehouse and 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 the idea to now they service the whole fucking world. You know what I'm saying? It's like that. Mm-hmm. And if if they if they was afraid to say, well, you know, you got you got you got the US Postal Service and you got FedEx and UPS, these people have been here before me. And I feel like this, you can't look at it like that. You know what I'm saying? You got to look at like, okay, bitch, yeah, that's them, but I'm, it's only one unique me. There's yeah. only one unique CJ. There's only one new, unique you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So don't be afraid to fail and keep going if you do fail. When you yeah. fall, baby, what's the song? We fall down, we get back yeah, up. Get baby, when you when you fall that ass down, get back up 10 times over, bitch, okay? Mm-hmm. And you keep on going. That's, that's the real. That's, that's the real. It. And on that note, people, you heard it from CJ. CJ, Period. tell the people where they can find you. What's the rules? You guys can find me on Instagram at uh, uh, well, Instagram and TikTok, uh, CJ the Trainer Official, number two. Or you can just type in CJ the Trainer Official. Well, on Instagram, I would say put the number two because you know I got a lot of fake pages. That's not my mm-hmm. eyes. But TikTok is CJ the Trainer as well. You can type in CJ the Trainer on Facebook and find me there as well. Twitter, same thing. It's the same brand across the way. Or you just type in Twitter. Or just Google me. Yeah, Google. Google him. CJ, Google the me, official. He'll pop me. up. <laughs> CJ, thank you so much for coming through, spending some time with us. Definitely grateful for hearing your story, learning more about you. And y'all already know what it is. This is another episode of the Queerly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley. I'm going to catch y'all on the next one. Peace.